I'm really happy. I mean, I, I stand there in front of people. I can see on their faces that they're enjoying it. So it's great to be able to feed people again. And I know I like restaurants. It's what I do. Short Grain is open. Over seven episodes, we've been following the journey of a new Brisbane eatery and food store. Proprietor and chef Martin Burtz returned to his hometown of Brisbane to build his first solo enterprise. With money and reputation on the line, short grain couldn't have had more at stake. We followed the design, the planning and the build. And now, finally, short grain is alive. How have the early days been? Is it everything Marty dreamed of? Or has it been a restaurant nightmare? I visited Short Grain to record this celebration episode with Marty. I wanted to see the space I'd heard so much about, feel the vibe, assess the vision, and of course, eat the food. Honestly, I loved it. From the very first bite of crispy chicken skin loaded with trout, green mango and peanut relish, I was sold. But there was more. It was super exciting to get stuck into the turmeric wafer with caramelised coconut and prawns that Martin told us about one episode and to get steamy with salt and pepper cuttlefish with sweet soy and lemon. Everything was about big flavours, exceptional balance, all in harmony. I visited the restaurant by night and again by day, enjoying the different feeling. Huge factory windows, high ceilings, clever acoustics. It's a fun space that a diverse crowd seemed to find easy to enjoy. But that's me. How does it feel for Martin, the man who made it? So the 27th of August came around and it was my birthday and that sort of was the day that I was thinking that I could open. It was a Sunday and then... We just weren't ready and we didn't have enough. The electricity wasn't um, connected. Oh, sorry, the gas wasn't connected and we were still waiting for some equipment to arrive and we also hadn't really got enough floor staff. So we pushed it back till the following week, which was the 3rd of September. And then that didn't happen either. And um, and then we opened um, for business on Friday, the 15th of September. And so we sort of a week and a bit in now and um but I did have a party on my birthday and we did do some cold things in the kitchen and so I had 50 people for like a bit of a cocktail party in the afternoon so I gave it a bit bit of a test run so it was nice to be able to see what the space felt like with people in it and um and it was nice to have all my close friends there with me and um yeah and so I sort of put a bit of pressure on myself, but at the end of the day, it worked and people had a great time. And so I knew that the room felt good. And um, and then the following sort of 10 days after that, it wasn't a bad decision that we, you know, waited or I waited because I think it's really important to be ready. And I suppose, are you ever ready? You just have to get the doors open at the end of the day. And um, And the first night wasn't, that bad it was we did 96 for dinner without sort of advertising that we were going to be open except for one um thing that came out that the previous day in the um weekend edition edition um so yeah and then every day we've been sort of hovering around that mark sort of 96 to 110 and so that's been quite good and and yeah we've only had sort of one night that we haven't really hit our strides but at the end of the day um everyone 
um, has really pulled their weight. And we've also got to look, um, you know, we're still looking for, for staff. And, um, yeah, so hiccups, hiccup-wise, I don't think there's been really any hiccups. Um, as in, we did have a leaking roof the other day where the air conditioning stuff was coming, the air conditioner at the um, condensation um, wasn't um, funneling through to the to the drain correctly and it, it overflowed and went through a light and came down in the middle of the bar <coughs> on a last, I think, I think that might have been Thursday night service. And um, anyway, so that was, that was just one of those things. And um, other than that, I think all of the, um, you know, all of the staff are starting to gel together. Um, we're starting to know each other more. And I suppose every day seems to get easier. And that's sort of the best um, feeling. And, and also driving away bar one night, really, um, I've driven away really happy and, um, and, and, and thinking, yeah, this, yeah, we'll just keep going. But then I try to remember back to the beginnings of other places that I've opened and it has, yeah, there's, there's feelings in there of, I suppose, anxiousness and, but you just have to get up in the morning and just do it again. And every day, as I said, gets better. So, yeah, I think that's my advice. It does get better. It does get easier as long as you've got the right people around you. Until there are people in the restaurant, it's all just theoretical. What's the response been to the launch of Short Grain? The response has been really, really, really good, um, I have to say. Uh, look, for the few people that have been disappointed and um, have have not been served or or they you know they were expecting something different uh, you know that I can only apologize but at the end of the day 98% of people actually have loved it and the amount of work that goes into it's a bit labor intensive um, and portion sizing you know I, I, I really have thought about that now because it's not um, 20 years ago anymore and and things have gone way up in price which I've really noticed since opening short grain um even um you know from seafood to to meats fruit and vegetables in particular um but at the end of the day it has to reflect on the menu and and I've really thought about what we can put on and and um and how it can work for us and again it's about what's in season check what's available and now coming into spring and summer or in spring and and going into summer we've everything's available and you know Queensland's um a big place that all of all of this stuff all of this stuff is grown and I'm really um happy with it like the produce up here is amazing if you build it they will come hopefully but who are the people finding their way to short grain the crowd that's coming in at the moment um i suppose it's lots of people checking it out um and i suppose you don't really know your um loyal customers probably for about three to four months um and a lot of older people are coming through so which is great um and then also long grain fans that are that have that live in brisbane that knew me from sydney a lot of them every night there's somebody that comes in and says oh you know blah 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 they've always got a long grain story so um that's really good and i'm hoping that they will be our regulars and yeah as it as it evolves again it's you know building on what we're doing in the bar and what we're um 
what we're cooking and, um, and yeah, it'll just get better and better. There are hundreds of decisions that go into crafting a restaurant. Martin has been saying yes or no, this or that for months. Now, with the restaurant alive, how does it all feel? Is there anything he wishes he'd done differently? I don't think I would have done anything differently. I think something that, I don't know if we spoke about it earlier today, but um, I suppose the restaurant tells you what it wants to do and the people tell you what they would like. So um, it develops its own personality. I suppose it's like a child that develops its own personality. It some, somehow tells you, even though it doesn't speak, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does talk to you, and um, and I've found that um, I wasn't going to take bookings, and we're taking bookings. People want to book, so that's fine. Um, the retail space that I want to turn into a shop may eventually just turn into a bar and a private little dining space, um, but I'd still I still want to have things that we make in the kitchen and bottle and um, for sale. Um, so that's sort of playing on my mind at the moment. Um, we're only open for dinners at the moment. Um, we're going to open, well, we do Sunday lunch, um, but we do need to open a few more services. But again, just waiting for some more staff to come on board. Um, and yeah, so that is um, sort of where I'm at. Things that I'd change right now, I think I'm still thinking about it, um, but we're open and I just had to open the door yeah. and make some dollars. Yeah, I think the food store can still be a food store. Um, as I said before, I think I still want to have things on the shelves that are made in-house and yeah, just I'm just going to wait and see how that evolves um, in the next few weeks because I need to put um, a lot of effort in to that and that's sort of a separate part of short grain um, but people seem to want to be in there having a drink waiting for a table um, so we need space to be able to do that and we actually need a few more tables <laughs> so I might just have to encroach on that space a little bit more um, but yeah we've definitely got the space to do it so we'll just wait and see. When you're the owner and the chef you've got a lot going on have there been any teething problems or curveballs in the early days of short grain? When I was a waitress at my own restaurant, um, yes. Um, look, I th it was my fault and not my fault. It was my fault that I didn't go to briefing. And I didn't go to briefing because I was doing something and I thought, oh, I won't go to briefing today, I'll just stay in the kitchen. And it's really important that people are present at briefing, especially the owner and the chef, the head chef, head chef, because then I would have realised that we weren't staffed up enough and I would have asked the question and then I would have said, I'll do the food running from the opposite side of the counter or the counter instead of being in the kitchen, I'll be outside. And, um, and I think that would have alleviated an issue, a few issues that we had on a changeover of the early tables were fine, but when they were changing over for the next wave of people, that's when it became a bit hectic because there wasn't enough people to do the billing um, and reset and food run at the same time so I sort of asked the question of where what was going on and that is where I sort of realized we weren't staffed up enough and that's when I decided to go on the other side but it, the good thing was I was staffed up in the kitchen so it meant that I could actually go to the other side and do the food running from 
the opposite side. It, it just threw me for a moment because um, I did actually run food out to tables. And instead of just standing there divvying it out, I just didn't have enough people. And um, look, it won't happen again. Um, it was just, I think that was a one-off and it's a good um, lesson for me um, as an owner to make sure that I'm pres- present, number one, at briefing. And also I'm, I'm accessible to the manager and we had to also, because we don't know each other that well, I had to also say to her, it's my restaurant, please, if you need anything from me, don't ever be scared to ask me because I'm happy to do it because I'm here to help you. I'm not, you know, I would never be upset if you said, Marty, I'm short-staffed, I need, can you food run? Not a problem. If people are honest with me and obviously just honest in general, I think you get a better response than if you spring it on them halfway through service and then all of a sudden, you know... I didn't lose it. I just, I just had to recalibrate what I was doing, and um, and move forward. And it's about hospitality. And and I said that at the beginning. It's really important to make sure that people are happy. And I found, with there was a few tables that weren't happy. And unfortunately, I, for one, I couldn't do anything to save that. So I didn't even attempt to. So I just let that disappear. So look, it. It is what it is, and I, I think everyone has teething issues, and it's something that we um, that we definitely um, took on board, and I took on board, and I, we've learnt a lesson from it. And it's about communication. In the end, food is central. What is Marty loving cooking at Short Grain? Oh, you know what? I love Sunday lunch because we can play with the things that we've got um, in the kitchen on the menu because I fiddle with them a bit to, you know, just to make them a little bit more brunchy lunchy. Um, Like just roasted pork belly, say, with chilli jam and we put it on um, steamed Chinese broccoli and that was sort of sitting in a master stock. That was really delicious. I love putting that on the plate today. Um... Uh, we had a um, what else? Oh, we did um, um, pad kapow today, which is a stir-fried pork mince with holy basil and snake beans with a deep-fried egg on the top of it. That was delicious. And um, curries, we did we did a dry red curry of um, um, crispy pork with salted duck egg. That has been really popular. Um, I'd like to do more seafood, so I'm just trying to just work out how to bring that onto the menu because seafood is really expensive at the moment. So I just want to try and find a gorgeous fisherman out there who um, <laughs> who I can befriend. Um, and yeah, but everything has been, it's really well, the menu is not huge, so it's actually been quite balanced um, and everyone seems to be ordering a good amount of the different things throughout the menu and um, there's only three desserts on so everyone usually has one of each so that's been quite good too so yeah no it's been a really um, I'm really pleased with the menu and the variety um, and I think there's something there for everyone. Running a restaurant is a balance of the desirable and the possible. How is the balancing act going in the venue's early days? The experiences um, I think some people would like to sit a little bit longer so we've sort of on the two-hour cap um we only seat 60 people so we do have to turn over the tables um to sort of make the business viable um so once people once the waiters and wait um will wait staff 
are able to read customers. I think if there's tables available in the bar area, they can move them to the bar and we can offer them dessert in there or another drink. Or And I'm happy to buy people a drink just to sort of not annoy them and move them off the or move them out but move them somewhere else if there's space available um, but again it's not as big as previous restaurants that I've had so it's definitely um, not that spacious but it's not not spacious that we can't do that um, so yeah and again yeah it evolves it's telling us we need more tables and it's telling us we need to maybe um, do some more stools and stools are coming they're on a slow boat from China apparently um, they should have been here a few weeks ago and I'm still waiting for those little just little bar stools so um, yeah I'm doing I'm, it's it's coming no one will tell you it's easy to run a business and it's been a while since Marty has opened a restaurant he talks about what's changed what's challenging and what the expectations are it's definitely more expensive, like a lot more expensive, wage-wise, um, produce-wise. Um, the amount of hours that people work um, are limited, um, that they're allowed to work. So that's something that people need to write into a contract if they want to over want to work people a little bit more. Um, it's negotiable, and you just need to pay them above the award wage, and then it's legal. But you can't expect them to work more hours. Um, and not, well, and not remunerate them for it. Um, it. It just isn't like it was once upon a time. Like people um, want to be paid correctly, and yeah, we're paying people correctly. And and I've paid all the chefs and waiters that are full time um, above the award wage. So we do expect them to work extra hours if they're asked to. Throughout our series about the opening of Short Grain. Martin Burtz has insisted he was opening a casual eatery and not a restaurant. Has he enacted his vision or has the project moved and morphed? I had a vision and the vision's come true. I, I did have more of a... Um, the vision that I originally had was a lot more relaxed, but what I ended up with was a restaurant, but I can still call it an eatery. Um, and I love it during the day. And I think it's a great lunchtime place, um, but it is a really atmospheric restaurant at night. And I really like the vibe that it has around, um, you know, the lots of, you know, the people of the valley walking past and things like that. So I really think that that's, um, yeah, it's important to, um, yeah, to, to use that as a backdrop. And I moved here to um, help out my parents or my mum and, and, um, and I've decided to open a business, so I definitely will be here for quite a few years. And yeah, I'm really happy living here and I've created my own reality with, you know, my little reality with my restaurant and where I live. And yeah, it's, it's nice. I, I like it. It's just creating a new family. Creating a restaurant from scratch is a huge enterprise and no one can do it alone. What has Martin learnt along the journey? I suppose... Um, yeah, lessons again, um, as we've spoken, and it's woven into all of the episodes. It's um, you finding the right people to support you, and and making sure that something that I, it's come to me again that you've got to let them do the job that you've employed them to do. Otherwise, you may lose them. That's my only. That's my biggest advice to people: is um, just use them um, for what you've employed them to do, because. 
um, it's really easy, especially if you're a control freak, um, to undermine people and it's and it isn't great so it's just another I just have to keep telling myself that and and I do and I've I've got my ways it's sometimes you just forget (laughs) he's an industry veteran and he's always collecting wisdom some of it hard won what tips does Martin Burtz have for others embarking on their restaurant dream Oh, I'll try and get more than six hours sleep a night, but yeah, it's the beginning. So unfortunately, it just it is what it is, and um, and yeah, I suppose if if it's yeah, again, it's just having the right people around you, and keeping and remembering to eat and drink water. <laughs> One thing that I have to say is, especially if you're if you know you're going to be popular from or who, who knows you're going to be popular, but if you know that you think you're going to be quite popular from the beginning, um, some things like set menus and things that people are asking for straight away, um, just have a vague idea of what they are going to be because, um, because we're coming up to Christmas, we're getting bombarded with um, Christmas bookings and what can you do and what's your set menus and things like that. So um, look, at, I've, I've worked them out um in the last few days but it's just something that was added on to a very long list of things to do so if you can sort of make an or have an idea of what that would be then um yeah that i did overlook that too but that's sort of that's all i suppose it's more back of house stuff that needs to be addressed and and frequently asked questions um that could arise so just yeah jot them down again so short grain is real he did it it's done but the end of the build is really just the beginning how does marty feel when he sees what he's created yeah i'm 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 really happy i mean I, i stand there in front of people so um and looking at people eating and it's really um yeah i can see on their faces that they're enjoying it so yeah it's really humbling I suppose for less of a you know a better word but um yeah it's great to be able to feed people again and I know I like restaurants it's what I do it's a thrill to get to short grain to eat the food enjoy the vibe to see its moods from busy Saturday night to long and lazy Sunday brunch above all it's a delight to see its proprietor look so at home busy yes and tired sure but settled and certain, watching his dream not just come to life, but buzz with the energy of a new team. And diners so excited to have a new food playground in their city. Want to look back on the whole series? Search Dirty Linen on Spotify to find our playlist for the long and short of opening a restaurant. We'd love you to listen to the whole series. Thanks, Marty, for taking us on this journey. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We wanna hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.